It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We are live. Hello, guys. This is FPL Winners. I'm Gianni Batici, and I'm joined by an FPL winner. Yeah, that's right. The bloke that won FPL last year, Ali Yahangrov. Ali, how you doing, mate? Greetings, everyone. I'm doing just fine. What about yourself? Thanks yeah, for I'm making it, to... by the way. We know you're away. All good, man. All good. I, I, any excuse to have a, a chat with you, so I don't mind. I'm on holiday, but it's it's all good. Um, yeah, I mean, a bad week for me, FPL-wise, but before that, it's been a good couple of weeks. I think I've got a wildcard plan in place. I've still got my wildcard. It's fine. We'll have a very quick look at our teams, though, Ali, shall we? Should we start with that? Do you want to show yours first? Sure. Let's do a membership, membership slide first, and then uh, we'll go on to our teams. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, I'm guessing most of you guys watching are already Scout members. But if you're not, and to those that listen on podcast, if you haven't already checked it out, the Fancy Football Scout members area is definitely a must-have for any like key FPL manager to have. I'm in there on a daily basis. I've been filtering the fixture tickers, Ali. Um, and from game week 10 and game week 19 to, to figure out when I want a wild card. Um, I think to get salary, I'm going to need to wildcard and game week 10 looks likely. But I found it really uh, useful uh, for that alone in, today. Um, but yeah, let's have a look at our team, shall we? Uh, um, I'll talk us kick through us off. my How team first. Um, I was looking just fine before Salah's uh, brace because... I had to go a little maverick this week. So my team is, for the benefit of uh, the podcast listeners, uh, Pickford in goal, Udogi, Fabian Scher, Saliba. I have Rashford, uh, Madison, Richarlison, Saka, who didn't feature, Calvert-Lewin, Haaland, and Darwin as a captain. So uh, Foden will be coming in for uh, Saka with his three points. Uh, for some reason, he got bonus points. I didn't know why, even though he <laughs> he was playing for a losing team. But uh, yeah, uh, this is my team. Basically, uh, I took a hit. It was a last-minute transfer. Mm. Uh, so I had Eze in my team, and I had Wilson. So um, I brought in Darwin. I was pretty set on captaining him. And then... Uh, Seeing so many people captain in Son, uh, I thought 
I couldn't really get on him easily uh, but uh, I uh, as is has a long-term injury so I had to take him off for Richardson just with an idea of covering uh, some of the songs potential points but uh, Richardson could have scored two or three in the first half but it was just unlucky and the hit itself didn't pay off to be honest so aggressive though you went into maverick mode I like that let's have a very quick look at my team um, poor score for me this week um, I guess I just kept the faith in the idea of I can go without Salah and the more I watch him the more I think I do need to wildcard him in my big issue is with a wild card in nine or ten, and I know you're on a wild card this week, Ali, nine, and I'm likely to be on one in ten. I think it's a very similar looking team. It means you're probably to get someone like Salah, as well as Haaland, as well as the Spurs guys, as well as Watkins, you probably need to go without someone like a Saka, who I really want, or a Trippier, who I really want. And Trippier came up trumps again. Only a six-pointer for him feels modest, but we're, we're happy with six. Like... He's delivered for the last three, four weeks on a big, big basis. So I'm in okay shape for game week nine. I think it'll be 10 when I wildcard. It means going without Salah another game week, and I'm okay with that. I think Everton are better than we think. Um, but the most side derby, anything can happen. But look, let's let's talk about some of the big issues of the game week so far and the FPL winners. That's what we're here for. Shall we kick off with today's game, Ali? Congratulations. Arsenal with a 1-0 win. Yeah, I'm still buzzing. Uh, I managed to watch a majority of the game, but I missed the beginning. And uh, I'm just happy as an Arsenal fan because it was one of the games that we have, you know, historically struggled with because everything happens in the City fixtures with Arsenal, whether it's a silly mistake at the back, whether it's a penalty given away or a red card. It's always some drama involved. But today, Arsenal looked really composed. You know, uh, stood their ground defensively. Gabriel and Saliba were just outstanding, and basically the the reason why Holland didn't really do much uh, was the back four, I would say. And the the game itself, I think, uh, we didn't expect many goals, and uh, I was pretty confident playing Saliba for some reason, knowing that uh, you know City is not uh, they're in good form to be honest, but uh, Arsenal away is always a tough fixture, so. And the fully fit Arsenal backline is is uh, worthy to be confident uh, of. So I'm really glad with the result. Uh, what we could take from the game is that uh, Arsenal is still good for clean sheets. And um, I think City attack is still, uh, with Foden and uh, Alvarez, is still you know decent. You, you, you don't want to go without them at all in a, in a wildcard. I've seen a lot of people just... Uh, trying to get, uh, go without Holland in their team, but I'm not sure that's uh, a valid option because it's it's easy to spread the funds around, but uh, that's another story when you're trying to get them back with for 14 million pounds, and it's it's just a hassle. I think it will need another wild card in order to bring him in, even though uh, Salah is uh, the ca cash cow in that case. I think you have to have him in. Yeah, I mean, for those going without Haaland, they might think they've won the battle because he's blank today, but they haven't won the war yet. And the fixtures aren't terrible, I don't think, for Man City. In fact, when I look at the next five, six, seven game weeks, I think I mapped out the next seven game weeks earlier. And I think for at least three of them, I'll be captain in Haaland. So it's going to be a scary week that those that have gone against Haaland 
when actually a lot of caps in him. This week saw many going against him for captaincy, which is why his EO was just over 100%, not closer to 200 um, but look, let's let's move on from Arsenal City. In terms of FPL assets, I think don't don't underestimate Arsenal. Clearly, today's result shows that. And from game week ten, the fixtures look good. Starting with Sheffield United at home, a lot on wild card will have an Arsenal defender, and they'll look to cover Arsenal attack with Martinelli back now. Oh, and yeah. with Saka not taking every penalty, I look at the price difference between Martinelli and Saka and go, maybe I save just shy of a million there and go with someone like Martinelli. Um, because he's, you know, there, there's very little between them when you take penalties out of the equation. It's definitely an option. And with an ongoing injury for Saka, I think uh, he will be a question mark each game week. And you just don't want that hesitation every time you're trying to pick him. Or uh, basically, if I knew like he was uh, out of this fixture, I would have definitely wildcarded earlier because I wanted Salah in my team and I had a. You know, uh, gut feeling that he would do good. But I tried to go over by getting Darwin. And uh, for some reason, he wasn't really uh, that greedy uh, as he always is. But uh, you would always look to, you know, assist or he was never hungry to score a goal this, uh, in this fixture for some reason. Yeah, shame. Because we both had Darwin. Let's talk Brighton Liverpool because. Huge FPL interest in that one, and what a game! Like, if you had told me before the game there's going to be an XG combined here of five, I probably would have gone, Yeah, there's a good chance. Like, attack, attack, attack. We can see here from the scout members' area this is the uh, the shot map, the shots on target are in green. But Brighton clocked to 2.3 XG at home, not uncommon, and Liverpool 2.49 XG, like, super, super attacking game from both teams. Probably a draw, the fair result. Um, What's your take there? Like Brighton assets, everyone's ditched them on wildcard. But again, from game week 10, a really good run and a team that puts up this sort of XG every week. And they pretty much do every week. Even when they lost to Aston Villa, I think they put up 1.5. Um, and they lost like 5-1. And the XG was similar again in that game. I like Brighton. If I'm going wildcarding, Brighton have to be covered for me. Brighton attack has to be covered. It's safe to say that uh, Brighton attack is fixture-proof. It's just the uh, it's just a matter of uh, rotation because uh, if you th look at the front line and uh, number ten they're playing, I think the most nailed one is Mitoma. So you yeah. if yeah. you have to consider him uh, because Brighton is always scoring against any team. Their 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 attack is fixture proof. There's a lot of questions uh, around their defensive uh, assets at the moment because Estupinian will be back in three or four weeks as per Zerbi. And um, I'm not sure why people go in Lamptey because maybe just a bench fodder, but... Uh, didn't, didn't play today either. Yeah. Uh, he can't. He can't play twice in a week. He just can't. We, we all know that about Lamptey. He's injury prone. His, uh, his fitness levels, even when he was really popular in FPL, I think he would often come off at 40 at half time and then uh, maybe subbed off early so it's uh, it's it's tempting because we'll love Lamptey as an FPL asset but uh, yeah. at the moment I wouldn't go near him maybe just a bench forwarder but uh, we're just get, playing a guessing game yeah I think we are right guys there's nearly 200 of you watching if you fancy hitting that like button that'd be amazing like don't don't be complacent on the likes feel free to show us your love and hit that button. Um, let's talk a little bit about Salah, Ali. 
is your wild card thinking the only way of getting Salah in is on a wild card? Because that's what I'm thinking. The only way I can get Salah into my team is wild card, and I probably need to trigger that button. I don't think I'm going to go game week nine like you. I think I'm going to go game week ten. But has Salah become? I'm not going to use the term must have because he's not. Clearly, he's not. Um, but become way too hard to ignore for the run of fixtures he's got. Yeah, um, I guess for many of us, it's just a matter of when uh, we're bringing in Salah because uh, at the moment there are not much many uh, there are not many uh, alternatives as a heavy hitters. Uh, Holland is there, and it's just mid-priced mids like Son. Uh, it, he's just the only one that we could consider, uh, but. Salah is one of two premiums that are, you know, catching the eye and are doing things that we expect from them. So uh, basically, it's it's a no-brainer. If you if you go uh, with Salah in your wild card and you have Son as well as Haaland, I think your defense might struggle a little bit because it's hard to uh, fit in Trippier, who's doing absolutely amazing. Uh, he's just a bonus points king. <laughs> Uh, King and he's just accumulating bonus points for nothing for one assist there and he's just up there so he's he's an important asset to our teams as well I can't I'm pretty I've been looking at the various drafts today of a wild card a wild card I'm happy with doesn't have Trippier and it doesn't have Saka and I'm slightly uncomfortable with that but something has to give um, and I think if I want to go big on Aston Villa which I think I do then that, that has to be a compromise. But let's let's move on away from 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 the Egyptian king. I think we've got the, the graphic for midfielders just to show the expected data. The XGI so far this season of all the mids, again, like Salah is flying. You can see in that final column there. Um, Ali, should we talk about some of the bonus points performers this weekend? Because interesting that some of the big bonus points performers are from clubs that we probably need to discuss. So like... Isak features, we've got to discuss Newcastle. Uh, I think Gahey features, we've got to discuss Palace. Spurs, I mean, Trippier features, we've got to discuss them. So shall we have a look at some of those BPS monsters this game week? Yeah, Isak tops it for this game week. Uh, so it's we, we all know that uh, one of Isak and Wilson will be doing good once they start. So uh, yeah. it's just a matter of consistency of starts. Um, for me, uh, we all know how uh, much I, uh, you know, value and uh, like Wilson, but Isak is up there as well because once we all know that he would start, it's just a matter of time when he hits uh, double-digit holes, which he did today. So uh, a brace for him, which was a fairly tough uh, away fixture, I would say. So uh, Isak is, is top of the BPS points and uh, he's always doing great uh, up front and uh, I think BPS uh, table doesn't lie. Yeah, it doesn't. I, if I'm ever between two players, I'm like, do I buy player X or player Y? Let's say they played for the same club or whatever. I know you're shopping for a Crystal Palace centre-back. I'm like, what's between them? I go BPS. I just go, you know, bonus points are so important in this game. Players like Trippier are the biggest magnets going. Um, Isak, though, and Newcastle in general, Ali, any plans on your wildcard for Newcastle cover? Because you, I'm guessing you won't be able to afford Trippier. I have share at the moment uh, locked in in my wildcard because I have to cover him somehow yeah. in Trippier. So 
uh, I'm, I'll be having Gordon or Almiron. Almiron is a streaky player, as we know last season. Once he starts scoring, I think he would just yeah. score a banger after banger. And I think Gordon is another option. It's just a matter of a budget. If I could fit in um, Almiron, I think I'll have him. Otherwise, Gordon, it is so. So you're pretty confident you're going to have a Newcastle attack covered, yeah? Absolutely, absolutely. Because uh, it's it's one of those teams that uh, the they have a high scoring potential. Uh, the ceiling is there. Once they click in, I think they score three or four, and I think they're at the in the firing form at the moment. You again in in the Champions League against PSG, I think they were just firing and. Uh, it's. I think it would only boost their confidence, and there are a lot of good games in the uh, uh, Champions League as well. So very, very hard group of teams, and uh, it will transmit uh, to the confidence they have. Uh, I think it will transmit in the domestic um, Premier League. So uh, I'm, I'm confident they will do good. And uh, 5.5 or 5.6 for Gordon, for Newcastle mid, I think it's... Uh, He's a good enabler. I don't. I, I don't think we have many at the moment. Yeah, fair play. He is, and he, he's just. He'll be a starter as well. Like we didn't know Gordon when he first joined. If he'd be a starter, even early on this season, but he's now that place. And Barnes is obviously out injured anyway. Um, guys, we've got to touch on Spurs. If you captain Son, I don't think it was necessarily a bad call. They should have been three 0 up after five ten minutes. Pedro Porro as well, by the way. If you own Son captain and Pedro Porro. Uh, like me, or Anne Madison, they all could have had massive double-digit hauls. Um, I'm keeping with the, the faith with Spurs. Obviously, Fulham at home is a really good fixture for them next up. Then it does get a little bit trickier, but it's still a good run. On wildcard, Ali, if I wildcard game week 10, there's probably only going to be two Spurs players in my team. But on wildcard game week 9, you'd be tempted to go three, wouldn't you? What are you thinking? Have you got? Are you going to go Madison and Son? Are you going to go Defender? What's your take there? I have a doggy at the moment. I don't want to lose value on him going to Poro. Yeah. So uh, I have Madison and Son lined up. Uh, and I'm thinking to uh, move to an Arsenal mid in game week 10. Because, yeah. Sheffield uh, United. They've yeah. got Sheffield United, haven't they? Yeah, you have to move away from Spurs to you know team you support. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And you could. Madison to Martinelli, for example, yeah. pretty much the same price. That works, doesn't it? Um, okay, I like that. I like that plan. What do you um, think about Palmer as a Chelsea fan? Yeah. Um, I said on a stream, I thought I tweeted it, right? I must have, tw- in my head, I thought I tweeted Palmer at 4.9 is a really good enabler for wildcarders. I went so when he's got the goal, like you do. I went on Twitter and was like looking for the tweets. I could retweet it, quote tweet it with. Oh, I told everyone Palmer was a good shout, and I couldn't find it. So clearly, I was dreaming that. But I think what I must have done is said it on a pod, um, probably on Chasing Green Arrows or on my channel, where I was just like, I think Palmer is one for the wildcarders because he's playing so well. And before this weekend, he was Chelsea's best player in in the uh, win against Fulham, and he was one of our best players in the win against Brighton. So Chelsea have now won three on the bounce with Palmer starting and being the main man. So with that in mind, plus the penalty appeal, we don't know if he'll have penalties when Reese James is back on the pitch, but now he's scored one, I'd be surprised if they're taken off him. He's a brilliant enabler. The problem for Chelsea is they couldn't have a worse run of fixtures. They are bottom of the ticker. But I still don't think that matters when we're talking about enablers. Like We're talking about a, a first bench option, right? If you want him in your 11 every week, 
I see a lot of blanks knowing the Chelsea fixtures. But if you want him as your eighth attacker, there's no one better at that price. 4.9 million. Yeah, he's a great uh, first bench player because once uh, I think Chelsea uh, is unstable at the moment. Their inconsistency is the only problem. And the fixtures, as you said, is just horrendous from now on. But uh, as an enabler, if you want to go to 3-4-3 formation, I think that's a good uh, valid option. Because I think some of the uh, strikers at the moment, forwards, will be popular. Uh, like Watkins, I think a lot of people will be going to Darwin if Hakpo is still injured. Uh, I think Isak will be popular as well. And... Uh, uh, I think template might uh, well move towards three four three once we have a couple of enablers like uh, Palmer. If he keeps doing good, and he's still on penalties, I think I think template will move a little bit. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, Crystal Palace feature on here with the goalkeeper Johnson, but also Mark Gay. Oh, by the way, Palmer Delia says maybe Palmer is injured. I I missed that. If he is. I think we'll know more after we've got two weeks off, so I wouldn't be too worried about that. There's a chance, even if he's got a knock, he's fine in two weeks' time. But I'm not sure. I haven't seen that. He did come off with like five, ten to go. Um, Crystal Palace, Johnson, Gay feature, Roy Hodgson teams, Ali. We all know this. We all know they keep clean sheets. So far this season, they've been keeping clean sheets. Johnson's probably been a standout 4.5 keeper. Gay and Anderson's been scoring goals. Um... Why don't we have Crystal Palace defenders in our team? And on wildcard, again, fairly high in the ticker. They're just not sexy picks. But 4.5, six-point machines, we should have one, shouldn't we? Uh, I'm, I'm fairly confident that with the good run of fixtures, I think they're topping the fixture ticker at the moment. And yeah. in the next five or six game weeks, they have really good three or four fixtures. And it's a good option for to have in your team. And Anderson is fairly attacking. He's always a threat on set pieces, I believe. And he's yeah, yeah. he would always score one or two. You just wonder if uh, he already did his part for this season. You never know. Yeah, yeah. With goals from centre backs, they're less predictable. I always think. Yeah. So it's like, oh, he's had a couple. Does that mean he's done for the season? And that's why we like fullbacks because it's like they come with a cis threat which always feels a bit more predictable however crystal palace fullbacks don't really have it like mitchell and ward are very good players but they don't pick up bonus points and they don't pick up assists and goals so when we look at crystal palace it does feel like it's got to be if you can afford him anderson if you can't get it, or you just go johnston but then the fear with johnston a bit like with turner is we don't know how long they're going to be number ones for but the way johnston's playing I can't see him being dropped. He's got to have a couple of real howlers to be dropped. So I am tempted to consider Johnston on wildcard, you know. It's a good option. It's a good option. It's just the combination of uh, Ariola and Turner for yeah. just uh, 8.3 is a good option as well. I'm still... Uh, I'll be tinkering during this international break and uh, Johnston is one of the options I'm considering. I'm just wondering if he's a good option all the way down to... I don't want to make any uh, goalkeeper transfers until next wildcard. So it's, uh, it's just a matter of uh, the fixtures and the team in form. And, and West Ham is looking really good at the moment. Yeah, you want to set and forget. Um, I've just looked. Johnston is top for points. I've looked on the scout uh, members area filtered by points and yeah, Johnson top. Leno is second. 
Uh, oh, Leno and Johnson have both got the same points, 38. Bakario third in, with 36. So, yeah, that's why we like our 4.5 keepers, guys. They always come up trumps. They get the save points. With that, they get the bonus points. Um, what about Sterling? Oh, yeah, we got to talk Sterling, haven't we? Yeah. I'm so glad for his owners that kept the faith. Obviously, those that jumped on Sterling, what was it, game week six-ish? They were like blank, blank, blank. But now he's performed big for them. I still think many will sell because of the fixtures and there's so many good other midfield options. But the way he's playing, I have that very, very reluctant sell now. Um, if you've got Sterling, I'd be hoping. I think still most will sell or they'll wildcard him out. But he has genuinely been Chelsea's best player this season. When he's played, he's been amazing. Absolutely, I'm I'm with you in there because Sterling, you wouldn't have that many assets for seven point oh seven million with that high of a ceiling. Uh, we always we're used to um, Sterling being in a 10, 11 million asset bracket because uh, because of his uh, ceiling back in Man City. And when he went to Chelsea as well, I don't think he's changed as a player. It's just the team around him. Uh, once Chelsea performs well, I think his ceiling will be 10 to 15 points each game. Because he's, uh, whenever I saw him play, I, I think it was electric for Chelsea this season. Yeah, and it was interesting. He played on the left. Uh, he's been doing really well on the right, but he played on the left yesterday and looked brilliant on the left. Yeah. And again, obviously, there was no Mudrick, but one to monitor there for sure. Um, Ali, I feel like we need to talk a little bit more about Villa. Like, okay. not necessarily on this chart, but if they had gone and beat Wolves 3-4-1 today, then we'd all be jumping on Triple Villa going, we all need Diaby, we all need Watkins and we all need Cash. I thought it'd be a tricky game, and that's why another reason why I didn't necessarily love the wildcard game with Kate, because I knew I wanted to go big on Villa, but I didn't love that particular fixture. And by game week 10, it's different, because the fixtures are so much easier. But with European football on Thursday nights, and less time on the training ground, and the squad being absolutely maximised, I feel like eggs and baskets might become a thing with Villa, and actually double up is enough. Are you looking at Diaby and Watkins, or just one of them? I'm not sure if I can uh, fit one of them because I'm considering uh, Brighton mids, Arsenal mids, uh, Spurs mids. I'm considering Neto, oh. who assisted again at the, uh, this game. Yeah. So he's an yeah. assist, king, assist king this season. He's been delivering points, uh, I think, in every game apart from game week one, I believe, or in a couple of game weeks, I think he's missed. But uh, looking at little assets, I think they're good but uh, sometimes uh, th this game week everybody went on cash but I was pretty confident that Wolves would score I think Wolves are massively underrated uh, yeah me too they've played uh, good teams uh, at this point and uh, they've, they've shown enough for me to uh, just evaluate their attacking potential and uh, that's why I'm, uh, I will most definitely have Neto in my team Will you go Neto over Huang? Because Neto is obviously a bit more expensive. But if you need to save a few, we all do this on Wildcard. We often need to save 0.1 or 0.2. I think Neto's 5.7, Huang 5.4. Neto's 43 points, Huang 35. They've both got good points. They've been scoring well. I think uh, with Neto, you know that you, he has uh, many avenues to points with set pieces and uh, maybe yeah. he's on penalties. 
I think uh, I just like him as a player. And the one thing about FPL, I like to pick players I like watching. Yeah. And uh, Huang, I'm not sure about his minutes, to be honest. I haven't checked, but in most of no, them... No, that good. They, they're well, good. Last, cu- last couple, he's played 85 in both. Okay. Um, he's also got more points. I've just looked. More than Bruno, uh, more than Pascal Gross, more than Rashford. He's outscored some of the big names. But yeah, Neto's outscored them all. But you're right. Like, he's hasn't been a 90-minute man like Neto, although the last couple he's played 85. Before that, it was kind of 59, 45. Yeah, he's a massive differential. Yeah, 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 he is. I mean, like, Neto is still under 10% at 7.9, but Huang is 0.6% owned. Mm. If either of them them get you points, you're laughing. I'm not sure why Cunha hasn't hit top form yet, but uh, he's done well in La Liga. And uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for him to turn up in the Premier League. He's a good yeah, player. He's, he's so good. Like, Atletico Madrid paid big money for him. And, like, I look at Cunha and don't understand how he doesn't score more goals because he's got everything. He just can't finish. Yeah. Um, so, this season, he's got, like, a goal and an assist to his name. But I was looking at his record at, in Spain. It's bad. He's never been a prolific scorer for a forward that's got such big price tags with him and such pedigree and does everything right. He's never been a, a scorer, which means he's not ever going to be a good FPL asset, I don't think. But yeah, a really exciting front three. Huang, Neto and Cunha have a bit of everything between them. And again, when we talk about players we like to watch, Cunha's another one. Like Neto, he always catches the eye, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He always passes the eye test. But Neto for me is... If he if he stays fit, I think he'll be. And Arsenal is uh, on. The, we'll be looking at him on the transfer market in January. So I think he's a player I like, and I would love to see him in a red and white shirt. So. Yeah, I always I always think when Salah leaves Liverpool, and he will leave. I think Salah will leave Liverpool at the end of this season. He'll go to Saudi Arabia. Um, who are they going to replace him with? And I wonder in the within the Premier League. Two players that I think they could get, excuse me, is Bowen or Neto. I think Bowen or Neto could do a job for Jurgen Klopp. So, yeah, I don't know. Bit of a punt, but I wouldn't be surprised that I'd see either of those moves happen. I know Bowen's a signing new contract, but I wonder if that's more to protect West Ham than himself. Um, if, he so, keeps yeah. his, uh, if he keeps performing like this, uh, Bowen... I think apart from one season that he scored a lot of goals and he was a, an FPL gold, I think he would, uh, the transfer uh, to a big club, no disrespect to uh, West Ham because they've just won the European Cup, uh, the Conference League. and uh, But uh, he would uh, suit good in one of the top four teams, I believe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, big player. Um Ali, I'm going to go back to that question on Aston Villa because I want to know your yeah. um, your how many do you think you'll have on wildcard and who? I'm not sure. I will be. I'm ready to triple up. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm planning to go uh, cash because he's he's well owned at the moment, and uh, uh, I wasn't rushing to go uh, with him this game week because I was confident. As I said before, I was confident in Wolves, and uh, but uh, starting. Uh, from next game week, I think cash, cash is a must-have. But uh, I'm not even sure if I could fit, you know, one attacker. And uh, I don't mind going without them uh, because there are a lot of alternatives in the midfield uh, department as well as the forwards. So uh, yeah. the Watkins, uh, it just uh, just like last year, I... I <laughs> 
I just uh, didn't want to go with him and uh, I struggled a bit but again uh, with Watkins uh, the penalty appeal for me is just uh, there he's the occasional double digit haul or a brace is will be there but I don't see him as a high ceiling uh, really? oh forward. Ali that is that's going to be controversial in the chat let us know what you think to that because Ali and I both famously were happy to go against Watkins last year yeah. um, we both actually backed Havertz Ali still won FPL doing this for that great run if you had gone Watkins Ali you'd have won FPL by, by a, a, a huge margin but yeah. yeah we know now he's going to be off penalties um, but the fixtures from game week 10 Luton at home Forest away Fulham at home Spurs away Bournemouth away what a run that is of five fixtures. Luton, Forest, Fulham, Spurs, Bournemouth. I can't go without Watkins for that run. Penalties or no penalties. I have a I have a low squad value and I'm not sure I can fit him in because he's over 8 million at the moment. And yeah. I'm looking at something like maybe Hoyland or Darwin for 7.4 uh, because I don't think I can afford him with... Uh, with Salah, Son, with uh, with an Arsenal mid, uh, with Holland in my team, I'm not sure I can afford him. So uh, I'll just uh, I'll just go without him. But I'll try to fit him in. To be honest, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'm the same. I know what you mean. Something has to give. You can't have them all, um, guys. If you've wondered what I'm doing, I was taking a selfie to upload it to Instagram. Yes, that's right. I was doing a live <laughs> selfie when, when streaming to tag Fancy Football Scout. Do check Scout out uh, on all social platforms, uh, and of course, my own personal uh, Instagram and Twitter. And follow Ali on Twitter. And also, if you've not bought Ali's book, definitely buy Ali's book. You can hear about that walking story in the book. Um, Ali, final thoughts. I want to ask you about Hoyland because he's had a couple of price rises somehow. This is the United tax, isn't it? Hoyland's gone up a couple of times in price despite not scoring goals in the Premier League. I think Hoyland's a really good pick and he's looked good in cup competitions. But are we staying away from Man United assets on wildcards? Um, I think there are a lot of midfielders that do much better for the cheaper price than Bruno and uh, Rashford. Even... Mount, uh, I don't think he will, he, he will be popular enough. But if you uh, manage to get a spot, a forward spot, for uh, a 7.1 or 7.2 uh, million forward, Hoyland is not a bad option. Uh, he's, only one, he's the only one who looked good in that uh, Man United attack because I think Rashford is off form. Bruno will be scoring, but not, in the, not consistent enough for me to go for him. But... Um, I'm not sure what's happening with Rashford, but he's off form. So I finally got rid of him on, uh, on my wild card. But Hoyland ahead of, uh, even for one fixture against Sheffield United away, I think he's a good option. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. Like as a nice short-term pun, I could see it. I, I think he's, when you compare him to like the value of a Rashford or a Bruno, Hoyland's a good, good, solid pick at that price. Like what is he, 7.2? Um, and I think, again, another reason why people might favour a wild card in game week um, nine or ten, sorry, instead of nine, is if you've got Man United mids, you're like, oh, I need to give them one more week because it's a good fixture. But how many weeks can you give these guys? I'd happily sell. Uh, I've, been all saying my Man this, this, I've been saying this exact phrase since game week five. Just <laughs> one more week, one more week, and then uh, finally, uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, so. I, 
I like that, mate. I think you've made the right call. I, I binned off Rashford game week, I don't know, four, whenever it was. He was my only Man United mid, and it was the best decision I've made all season. Um, guys, I think we're going to wrap up. Ali, what are your plans for the next couple of weeks? You're going to be, I guess you've, you've jumped on all the players due to golf in price. You might make a bit of money on your wild card, but you're going to switch off a little bit for FPL, do you think? Um, I'll see. I haven't made any plans yet, but I'll be tinkering when I got time. So wildcards is an important thing, especially when you're ranked yeah. three three point five million. So <laughs> it's uh, it's it's time to catch up a little bit, and uh, I think I'm fairly confident I will before the Christmas break. So we'll see how it goes. What about yourself? Yeah, I've no doubt you will, mate. I am going to be uh, yes, taking a little bit of time away from FPL. I think I'm doing a charity walk for my mate, which is going to be interesting. I'm walking 100 miles in four days, 200 miles in eight. Um, I'm walking to Wembley for the England Italy game. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, hopefully, Italy get get a win. Last time they played England at Wembley, we all know what happened. Euro 2020 final. Uh, guys, but I think we'll wrap up. Thank you for all your chat. I've been following that uh, tonight as always. Um, do hit the like button on your way out if you're just joining us go back and watch the last 40 minutes uh, but for now we'll see you next week uh, he's been Ali I've been Johnny, and we've all been trying to get some juicy green arrows see you later guys have a good break everyone yeah <laughs>